talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 22 of Season 3. We've got a special guest this week. Williamsville's head coach, Nick Beard, joins me to talk all things bullet basketball. But first, it's time for what I saw in the past week. Last Thursday, caught the wrestling duel between Auburn and Springfield High. The Trojans were dominant in that one. Then it was the Porter girls basketball team picking up their first Sagamo Conference win and staying undefeated this season with a balanced scoring attack. On Friday night, I was in Waverly to catch the great game between Lincolnwood and South County. The Vipers hold on for the close win. Can't wait for the Waverly Holiday Tournament next week. More on that shortly. On Saturday, I was in Rochester where the Rail Splitters came to town and picked up a win over the Rockets on the boys' side in Central State 8 Conference action. On Monday, I was in Mason City to see the Illini Central Cougars beat the South Fork Ponies in girls' basketball action. The Cougars are off to a great start this season. On Tuesday night, I was in Auburn for the big matchup between the Calvary Saints and the Auburn Trojans. Auburn gets a win with a balanced attack, handing Calvary their first loss of the season. All right, what's coming up on Channel 1450 on Thursday? We'll have a few highlights from the start of the Riverton Holiday Tournament on the girls' side, and I'll be in Decatur for the start of the St. Teresa Tournament for Riverton and Moreau Forsyth on the boys' side. We will also have some highlights of SHG at Plains Girls, and North Mac at Williamsville Boys on Friday. We'll have a few more highlights from the Riverton shootout on the girls' side, and we'll have New Berlin versus Madison Boys Basketball at the IC shootout and Williamsville against West Central in the nightcap at Illinois College. We'll also have full highlights and reaction from Glenwood Wrestling at Washington. That's a top five showdown in the state. Jumping into next week, on Tuesday, the Waverly Holiday Tournament gets underway. I will be there all day for day one to catch all the action. We will also have highlights from the Carlinville Girls Tournament as the Williamsville Bullets travel south for that one. On Tuesday, we have plans to get 15 games. We'll see if that actually happens, but here's what we plan for. All the winner's bracket games at Waverly, four games at Williamsville, Glenwood and Lincoln Girls at Peoria Manual, Lanfear Boys at Pekin, MacArthur, Eisenhower, and Lincoln Boys at Collinsville, Glenwood Boys at Centralia, and Jacksonville Boys at Taylorville. On Wednesday next week, it'll just depend on who wins on Tuesday, but we plan to be at Williamsville, Waverly, and Peoria for sure. Over the Christmas break, we will also have episode two of the season with the Lincoln Girls basketball team on the premium side, and we have something special, a holiday half dozen special segment coming on Christmas Eve. Let's get to this week's guest. Here is Williamsville head basketball coach and my good friend, Nick Beard. All right, I'd like to welcome in Coach Beard this week. It's a, it's a busy week for you, so I appreciate you taking the time, but a historic week. Uh, first of all, let's start there with you know, just the, the milestone of passing 200 last week and, and coming up on this, this milestone of being the all-time school wins leader. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty surreal. Um, I don't think it's totally sunk in yet. Um, you know, I was talking to Coach Hampton, who here at the school he coached for, at Riverton for a long time. Just yesterday, he's talking about how crazy it is to have 200 and then the career wins all, all in the same week, so close to, to together. And, uh, uh, yeah, like right now, my focus is on North Mac and West Central this week. So, like I said, I don't think it's totally sunk in yet. But, um, you know, it's been good to hear from a lot of former players and, um, you know, just a lot of people in the community that have reached out. And um, it's, a, it's a special place to be. It always has been. And, um, I'm looking forward to the next the next couple of weeks for sure. Throw that into the busyness of the end of the year with finals and also planning a holiday tournament that you guys host. It's got to be just a busy time for you in general and kind of stressful. Yeah, definitely. This is our, already one of our most busy times of the year um, with the holiday tournament going on. And, uh, you know, then 
Courtney and I both have, you know, the, the kids under the age of five, we're trying to get stuff ready for Christmas. And I was just telling somebody at lunch today, I said, I feel bad because uh, I don't think I've done hardly any Christmas shopping, <laughs> any Christmas wrapping. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a busy time, but that, that's always kind of what it is. And she, she expects that and we expect that. And I really wouldn't have any other way. If, if I would have asked you two months ago, if you would have thought you guys would still be undefeated going into this week, what would you say? I, I liked our team coming out of the summer, and I told a lot of people that. I, I didn't necessarily know that we'd be undefeated. I hadn't really probably looked that far ahead. Um, but, you know, I, I liked I liked our team. Um, we've got a bunch of great kids. We've got a bunch of kids that have never played varsity basketball before. Um, you know, we returned one starter. and Other than Blake, uh, Braden's the only other kid that really played any meaningful minutes. Um, so a lot of these kids, you know, uh, it's all new for him, and it continues to be new. Um, you know, just the other night, you know, we go into halftime, down two at the half. At halftime is one of the first time it's happened all the season, and so we were facing a lot of adversity for the first time. So um, we're facing a lot of firsts, um, but you know, we're only going to get better, and I think we'll continue to get better because a lot of, like I said, a lot of these guys, this is the uh, first time they've been put in these situations, and um, so hopefully, as we gain more experience, we'll be able to handle these situations a little bit better. And uh, we're lucky we got two guards that have been through it. And um, they're both winners. They're both competitors. So um, to answer your question, um, I, I don't think I necessarily thought we maybe would be undefeated, but I did. I did like our team uh, going into the season. When you get to the summer like that, and like you said, you lost so many pieces and so much experience. Um, how long does it take to develop that feeling? Um, because I mean, you guys go to shootouts, you do practices, different things like that. But also, it's summer. You don't. You're you're only playing against yourself. You don't really know. Um, how long does it take to kind of develop that feeling? Yeah, uh, the commitment level of our guys this summer was the best it had ever been. And, you know, that's not to knock any of our previous teams, but, you know, um, we set the schedule to where, you know, we do have some baseball kids where we didn't we, we did minimal stuff on the weekends. Um, and so most games we went and played, we had we had everybody. I think there was maybe only a game or two that we, we didn't have our entire roster this summer. So I thought that was huge in gelling and playing together. Um, but then again, when you look back after the season, you're thinking, or at the end of the summer, you know, we, you know, we play a lot of teams that probably didn't have their best player, you know, and they, they didn't have their system in. And uh, some guys were, you know, out playing baseball or, you know, uh, not there. So you don't really know what to take of it. Um, and it wasn't the wins and losses that I was excited about after the summer. It was just the way we played, how hard the kids worked, how much the buy-in was there, um, how unselfish we were. And, you know, that was stuff that, I didn't think was necessarily going to change, and so I knew right then, you know, we had we had guys who wanted to win, guys who wanted to play together, guys who had, you know didn't have any egos, who weren't who weren't arrogant, and just uh, wanted to play for each other, and um, you know that goes a long way. So, um, you know, I think for the summer, you know, we gelled and, and we we had a great summer, and uh, we were able to build off that um, leading into the fall. You can correct me if I'm wrong here, but it feels like, like you said, there not a lot of egos. I mean, I think Blake has the potential to be a, an absolute star, um, but in the right way, not necessarily um, overly brash or, or arrogant. Just, I think, to me, he comes off as very competitive and does, and does whatever it takes to win. Um, how does that help you when you're building this team? Because, like you said, he's probably the leader, but at the same time, only a junior, and the rest of the guys can kind of just you know fill in the pieces. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just the way they conduct themselves, both on the court and off the court. I mean, here, even here at school, you know, everybody wants to come to our games and cheers for these kids because they aren't arrogant. They don't go around bragging. Um, you know, they they put their heads down. They, 
you know, they do things right. The teachers respect them. Um, they're, they're good human beings. And then, uh, you know, yeah, Blake's our leader. And, you know, we've got a couple seniors who, who know that he's our senior. You know, that's, that's tough for seniors at times, um, you know, some years. But these guys have embraced it. And, you know, Brecken and Carson and Braden, you know, I can't say enough about those three. Um, you know, we only have three, and there's a reason for that. You know, they had to sit behind a senior class for a long, long time, and people don't sit anymore and wait their turn and yeah. trust the process and go through it. And yeah, that's hard to do. And uh, so, you know, you know, those guys have, they've sat and they've waited. And, uh, you know, they we watched Blake start 30 games last year, and, um, you know, they're, they're confident in him and comfortable with him leading the way. And, um, you know, Blake's not just a leader in practice or in games, but also in practice. And, um, you know, I don't look at him as a junior. I'm glad he is. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I said by the time he's done here, he'll, he'll have started 100 games, hopefully. And, um, you know, he's had the experience. He's played in the big games. He wants the ball, you know, um, late in the game or late in the quarter. And um, he's just a he's just a gamer and he's a, he's, he's a competitor. And he's going to, again, lead by example. And um, he, he shuts his mouth and he plays the game the right way. And, and that's why I think he, he, along with our entire team, is an easy team to cheer for and root for. Ever since I've known you and known about your team, I mean, the 100% stable is always defense. Where, where did that come from for you in, in terms of your coaching philosophy? Yeah, that, um, obviously early on, our first couple of years, we were really, really good. You know, um, our goal was always under under 40 points, and for four or five consecutive years, um, you know, we, we always got to that. That was a goal we wrote on the board. That was a, that was something they took pride in. It would be cool. I'd have kids that graduated text me after a game, held them under 40, coach, you know. So, um, and, and we've never necessarily got away from that. Um, we've You know, the game has changed. Um you know, we had Jacob last year, so we had to adapt there, and we played more zone than I than I'd ever had to play. But we ha- we had to have Jacob on the floor. You know, he gave us such an advantage on the other end. Um, but I've always been taught, and you know, from uh, high school and just watching games, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have games in which you don't make shots. But you know, the defense travels, and you know, I know that's a cliche, but uh, you know, wherever we go, you know, we may not be our best night shooting the ball or we may turn the ball over and may have a tough matchup but I you know I 100% believe that if we can defend you know and it doesn't take a whole lot of effort to be able to do that and be in the right spots and you know um, dive on the floor and win the 50-50s and take charges and you know do all those things that necessarily don't show up in a box score but you know are gritty and toughness plays and uh you know, we constantly talk about winning the 50-50s, winning the toughness battle. And um, so I think that all, you know, accumulates to being a good defensive team. And um, once you have buy-in by your upperclassmen, um, it's a lot easier to sell for the rest of the kids. And, you know, now these kids coming into it, the program just, you know, that, that's what they expect. That, like you say, it, you got to get the kids to buy in. That's not necessarily easy, I don't think, from the outside looking on as a coach when it's the era of Instagram reels and the house of highlights and all this stuff where, I mean, you just want to get up as many shots and, you know, I want to be the guy who scores all the points. But for you, you get all five of those guys on the floor to buy into a defensive thing where, I mean, like you said, you're probably not going to get your name in the box score for doing those little things. But at the same time, it always feels like your guys are going to come out there and take that pride on themselves to say, hey, I'm not letting my guy score this time down the floor. Yeah, our... uh our brand of basketball isn't necessarily the the, the sexiest, the, the you know the prettiest, the grand. You know, uh, 
you know, I know you had Blake on a couple weeks ago. They kind of, you know, play a similar style that, to we do, you know, as far as, um, you know, they depend on the defensive end of the floor. We don't get up 70s and 80s. We don't, or we don't score in the 70s and 80s. Um, but, again, I think just our kids know that coming into the program. And, um, you know, they know that we do shell drill every single day. You know, <laughs> I think I just wrote our practice plan for today. We're, we're in our 30th practice, and we've got closeouts, rebounding, and shell drill. And uh, I get excited for our defensive breakdown drills, um, you know. And so then we kind of just have fun with it and, uh, again, take pride in it. And, you know, our, our defensive stoppers, you know, this year, Brecken, Thomas, uh, Reed Bodine, Braden Scott, you know, we make sure we highlight them um, after games and practices, you know, where, where they might not be the ones scoring. But, hey, man, you were able to, to shut him down to – 13 points and you know the other night we faced a really good player from Eureka we held him to 16 points on 15 shot attempts and so that was a highlight and everybody cheers and you know celebra- celebrates their teammates and we, we constantly talk about celebrating your teammates and be- being good teammates and so um, we make sure um, you know that they they know it's appreciated you know it's important that maybe it's not in the box score maybe not on 1450 or in the state general register but you know we notice it and uh as coaches you know that's something we try to make sure we highlight and we make sure the, the kids do as well so um and then if we try to get them a special on offense every now and then so that you know they'll feel like um they've got some worth on that end of the floor as well but no um yeah it's just it, it takes it, not every kid can do it especially in uh, nowadays, but um, luckily we've, we've got the right group that, that it has and uh, hopefully we'll continue to do so. How about you as a head coach in terms of, for example, let's look at this week. Does it get you excited to see on the other side of things when you're going to play against an Alexander from North Mac or an Evans from West Central where, man, you're going to have to have a defensive game plan against those kids because otherwise they're going to put up 40 and beat you? We absolutely love it. Um, my, this might be... In, as far as game planning goes, you know, I got Coach Beer that came on for his first year. He had spent a couple of years at Athens, and then he was at Chatham last year with uh, Cody. And um, he just loves um, breaking down film and watching, you know, um, the opponents. And we come up with a game plan. And you know, we, we love. Uh, we're a little bit different than probably most teams. We um, will scout and scout and break down and chart as many games as we can from each opponent. And um, we're going to play what we play, but we do everything we can to try to take other teams out of what they do. And, uh, you know, if we have uh, personnel on the other end and we try to study what their strengths are and we're going to, well, we might force a kid this way or we might, you know, play no middle. uh, But if this we want to keep a kid left, you know, we might adapt and go that way. And so I would say over time that's something I've learned. I was was hard-headed when I first came in and – you know, I, I said, this is what we're going to do, and I don't care what they do. And uh, it's kind of evolved over time. And um, But, yeah, like, we love game planning. Um, we love trying to take away what the other teams do. We, we love to try to blow up other teams' sets and, um, you know, completely take them out of it. And uh, then, our, then our kids buy into that, too. You know, we watch film on it. Our scout team, you know, they feel important, um, you know, because they're, they're, they're a part of it. Um, and uh, so, yeah, like... I like facing obviously great teams and great players, but uh, I also love preparing for them and you know trying to try to game plan for them. Did you have a college or pro coach that you kind of looked up to when you first started and tried to not necessarily emulate, but you know take things from and kind of be like? 
Yeah, so, you know, I went to Plains and played for um, Coach Cameron and Coach Greer over there with basketball and baseball. Um, I, I really looked up to Coach Riggle at Lincoln Land. You know, I went there for a couple of years and was able to play baseball uh, for him. And then, um, you know, I really I really liked the way he, he went about things. And the biggest thing, you know, I took away from him, um, other than the X's and O's, was just the building relationships with players. Um, you know, I think that goes a long way. I, I've got a lot of trust in him, and, you know, I, I learned as a player, you know, if you have trust in your coach, you're going to want to go 100% for him and not, you know, um, not fail and not let them down. And so, um, and then my dad has been a coach for a long time before he got into administration. I'm lucky to have him back on our side. So he was always somebody I looked up to as well. So, yeah, I was lucky enough and fortunate enough to play for, you know, a couple of Hall of Fame coaches at Plains and then, um, you know, Coach Riggle at Lincoln Land. And um, I'm a diehard U of I fan, so uh, I was there, you know, watching Coach Kruger and Coach Self and Coach Weber, you know, so kind of kind of watched them as well. So, um, yeah, so. When you – like for football, I know a lot of people, you know, take things and steal plays and stuff like that. Is that something that you do in terms of basketball, and, and where do you think you get those? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if you're if you're not stealing or cheating, you're probably not trying in, in this day and age. Uh, we're constantly, as a coaching staff, sending each other sets that we find, whether it's the NBA or on, you know, on Twitter. Social media is a lot of where we get it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we'll bookmark it, or I'll put reminders in my phone um, for – January 4th, go back and look at this set from um, this date. Um, so, yeah, we uh, we constantly, or, or even I was watching film today on a team and of an opponent we're playing, and I wrote down the minute mark and time stamped it and said, we need to go back and look at this. This is a good set. I think that would get one of our shooters a shot. So, uh, yeah, I think we're, you're constantly always learning and trying to uh, take away anything that's going to help your team be successful. Um, kind of go back to our earlier conversation and bring it back from circle. <coughs> excuse me. Um, the guy you're passing on the on the list here in at Williamsville, um, I have a special relationship with because I started in Taylorville and he they got to win a regional there and I got to go celebrate with him after that and that was something really special and uh, kind of got me into um, you know this business of, of creating those relationships with the coaches and being able to you know not necessarily um, you know just be around them and, and understand how much they put in and uh, Kerry McVicker is such a great guy that. Um, I just want to get your take on him and, and what he did here and what kind of coach he is. Yeah, you know, luckily I've got to got to know him over time. Um, you know, my, like I said, my dad was a previous coach, so he's kind of the same time frame as Kerry was. And, um, you know, and then I followed Terry when he went over to Taylorville and he had gone on the girls' side for a while. Um, he's one of the <coughs> nicest, most genuine um, guys I've met Um from the start, he always would reach out, or if I'd reach out to him, anyway, he he could help. Um, even when he wasn't, you know, here, he said, "Let him let him know." And uh, there was a time, or a couple times, where we brought him into practice, and I picked his brain, and then I had him actually run some stuff during practice. I remember a couple of years, um, just always kind of been a shoulder you could lean on, and um, you know, now he works out at the rail, and I, you know, I get to go and see him out there, and. Um, he, he comes and he supports the Bullets when, whenever he's in here in town. And, um, yeah, I mean, he he started our holiday tournament, which we're entering our 29th year. So I was just looking at the history of that a couple of days ago, and I think it was in 94 he started it with five, with five teams. And, uh, you know, so he's pretty proud of that, and, and rightfully so. So we always talk about, you know, look how far it's come. And, uh, 
you know, that I think there was a JV team at the time and him and his wife, you know, they were running everything from the hospitality room to the concessions and, and everything in between. So, um, you know, that was obviously pretty, pretty cool. We, we were able to win that tournament one year and I know he was, he was pretty proud, um, when, when we were able to win that championship, but, uh, yeah, just a, a great basketball mind, loves basketball. Um, you know, the last couple of years, um, he was able to help his son out over at Mount Pulaski, Ryan, and they had they had a lot of success. So I was it was cool watching him, um, you know, find success with Ryan over there. So uh, just a just a great guy, and I'm, I'm lucky to have him, you know, to be able to kind of lean on when I when I needed to. Starting with Courtney, uh, I want to go through kind of the the people that not necessarily you need to thank, but the people it takes to run next week because. Um, First of all, she's got to be there to take care of you and your kids. But I mean, there's so many people that that go into a holiday tournament. Um, what? How much do you have to do in terms of orchestrating that, and how much help do you have now? Yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of help. I tell our parents at our parent meeting in the fall that you know it takes a village, and um, you know they obviously will step up. Um, it's a it's a month long lead up process, you know, um, as far as making sure you get everything gets ordered and, uh, stuff with the programs and, you know, stuff with the concessions and hospitality room and the gates and officials. So, um, as I've got older, I've learned to delegate some of that. Um, you know, Tyler Casson, if you come out to the tournament, you're going to recognize him. He's my right hand man. He's kind of the director. He, he takes care of a lot of stuff that when I, we're, we're trying to still coach and win the, win the, win games, win the tournament. But, um, um, him and I work together hours and hours leading up to the tournament. But um, you know, I've been smart enough. I hire uh, Kirk or Brian Cuffle, who helps with the officials. Um, our parents all sign up and work the hospitality room, uh, bring in stuff for the concessions, work the gates. Um, our custodial staff obviously does a great job of of helping us out and getting us getting everything ready. Um, you know, Mr. Euchre, Mr. Reedy, Mr. Furlow, and our administration, um, you know, they do anything that they can to help. But, um, yeah, it, it takes everybody. And then, you know, I think last year, you know, I think I said at the end of the tournament I'd spent 85-some hours up here in four days. I think we were kind of texting back and forth because you, you have just as long as the schedule as we do. Uh, by the time you get done cutting edit, editing photos, I just get here a little earlier probably in the morning. But... Uh, for just my my family and Courtney and my parents, just to support, and um, you know, they wouldn't have it any other way. So, uh, um, just it, it, it takes everybody, and uh, but that's that's what we we know Christmas break is like. Awesome, man! I appreciate your time. I know you're busy. Good luck this week. Hopefully, you get to enjoy it a little bit. And uh, really proud of of you and, and this kind of historic week. So, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks to Nick for his time and great conversation. Best of luck tonight on Friday and next week at the holiday tournament. That's a wrap on this week's podcast. Thank you all for listening. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I'll see you next week.